It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's good, Wizards fans? Just had a, a little blooper there. You know, the Wizards have had a blooper of a season so far anyway. Just a little shack in the fool moment. But it's your host, the real Ed Oliver, my guy, Brandon Scott. Today, we're going to recap the Wizards versus Clippers game, the John Wall homecoming game, homecoming game, and the report from Eric Pincus saying that Kyle Kuzma wants out of D.C. Before we get started, this episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. Uh, myself and Brandon, we were at the Clippers game in person. We got to meet each other for the first time, so that was awesome. Uh, we took a picture. I'll probably put that in the community tab on our Locked On Wizards page. Make sure you guys hit the notification bell and make sure you guys subscribe as well. We're almost at 3,000 subscribers on YouTube. But getting back to the Clippers game, what was your biggest reason for the loss? Was it double teaming Kawhi at the end was it the zone defense towards the end of the game um what was your biggest reason for the loss against the Clippers all of the above where do I start (laughs) I feel like this game was very winnable man we held the lead going into the fourth you know we were rolling you know Kuz and KB were rolling but the biggest reasons you can point out three major reasons you know number one the zone just wasn't working just wasn't working uh two Double teaming led to open shooters, and the perimeter just was hurting. Our perimeter defense was non-existent. If you look at the four best three-point shooters for the Clippers, uh, Paul George shot 5 for 12. Morris, the senior, 5 for 8. Kennard, 3 for 6. Batum, 4 for 10. They did whatever they want. And even with those misses, they were just misses. They, they, were, they were wide open. We just we couldn't. We were not rotating in a timely manner. We just is a lot of open shooters. And the double teaming, I just I don't get it. Uh, you know, it. 
I don't see a reason to double team that you know he's been guilty. You know, West has been guilty for that a few times this season. You know the double teams led to open shooters and they cooked us. You know three point the perimeter the lack of perimeter defense to me was the reason we lost because if you look at the team stats, man, it's an even game. Field goal percentage forty three to dirt forty two. Three point percentage we shot forty seven, believe it or not, to their thirty nine. But thirty nine, you know, I mean, it could have been a lot higher. Uh, free throws we shot seventeen for nineteen. Rebounds fifty to their forty two. And then offensive rebounds, nine to the eight. Uh, assists, 24 to their 22. Turnovers, we got 15, they got 10. And then points and paint, even at 32. So team-wise, we were even. You know, it was a very even matchup. So, no, we, they just cooked us on perimeter. Perimeter, it was, that's what won the game for them. Definitely, yeah. Um, Nicholas Batum hit some big shots. Uh, Luke Kennard hit some big shots. That's because we doubled. Uh, West Huntsville Jr., he's, he's just fall, fall, falling in love with the double team this year and the zone defense. It just hasn't worked out. The Pacers, when they went nuclear from the three-point line, Kevin Durant, when he killed us, when we doubled him. Um, there were just so many times where we doubled guys, and it just came, and, and it hurt us. And I don't know why Wes keeps going back to us. Now, I don't know if Corey Kispert doubled Kawhi because that was his decision or whether Wes told him to do that. It left Nicholas Batum open for a couple of threes. Nicholas Batum, I want to look at his numbers and just see how many threes he hit. Um, yeah, he was four for 10 from the three-point line. I think that was the deciding factor right there. Not just him hitting, hitting those threes, but they were they were huge. Like, he, he hit timely threes in the clutch, four for 10 from the three-point line. Um, and like you said, we were up by 13 uh, going into the end of the third quarter. We took Porzingis out. We took some of the stars out. Um, Devin Dotson had to play. We were under, we were under man. No Ruri, no Brad, no DeLon, no Monte Morris, no Will Barton. Um, not saying that some of these guys are world beaters at all, but – uh, we were undermanned, so you had to go deep into some of your G League team. And Devin Dotson, you know, he had a turnover, he had a take foul. I'm not blaming the game on him either, but um, the team, the, the Clippers went on a run to end that third quarter. Porzingis wasn't in. We just didn't have any guys that could create a shot for themselves and score, and they struggled. It was almost like misses turned into easy baskets for the Clippers, and I think that was a huge deciding factor for for the Wizards too. And I think there's sometimes where West. He leaves Porzingis out too long. Now, I know Porzingis fell one time, and he looked like he was hurt. He was, like, grabbing his leg or something like that. I don't know exactly what happened, whether he just needed to get back in and get his body ready. Um, but when Porzingis sat and some of our starters were out, Denny was out as well. I thought Denny had a solid – he didn't have a he, – he, he was solid, had a couple boards, finished well around the rim. He, he, he had some couple – he had a couple threes. So I was impressed with his overall game. Um, it, it looked like he improved, but – um, when the starters go out, man, the bench, how, how many points did the bench have? Only, a, what, seven points? We, yeah, seven points. Yeah, Gav seven had zero. Points. Taj had zero. Uh, Taj had a turnover that that uh, hurt us, a uh, timely possession that we really needed. Um, only seven points from your bench. You, you just need more. And I know, like I said, we're under man. A lot of guys are out. But just even when we're healthy, the bench hasn't really been productive. So. Um, I thought that stretch really hurt, and I think some of that's on West too. Sometimes you just got to ride your guys. If Porzingis has to play 40 minutes sometimes with guys out, I don't know that's not great for his body. Um, then yes, the Pacers game too. I thought Porzingis should have played more. I thought he, I thought West kept Porzingis out a little too long when Porzingis was balling. Porzingis didn't even miss a shot in the uh, whole first half against the Pacers, and then Kuzma was going crazy too. 35 points, seven for 11 for the three. It kind of tailed off towards the end. Took some tough shots. And that last shot at the end where Kawhi, uh, Kawhi Leonard pieced the shot. Porzingis said that um, Kawhi Leonard touched a little bit of the ball and blocked it a little bit. Uh, I, it just didn't look like a play was called at all. It was just unorganized. It was just like that's the best shot we could get out of that play. So it was a disappointing loss and definitely a winnable game for the Wizards. 
Oh, absolutely. Very winnable. I mean, going to the fourth quarter, we had, we had the lead and then it just unraveled. And it's because I mean, th- this is on West. All right. I don't say this often, but this this is on West. It is. If you look at the double teams, the um You do this, you do sometimes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, th- this is on him, man, because the du- you know, the double teams, like, do some scouting, man. Look at Kennard is a known three-point shooter. Okay, Batum, you know, a known three-point shooter. Now, Marcus Morris, man, he was cooking three-point. I didn't know he was that daggone good, but he was cooking. I mean, Paul George was cooking. Now, they did kind of keep Kawhi down this game. You know, Kawhi had a, had an off night. But, you know, if you know that perimeters are na- the name of the game for Clippers, what are we doing, man? Like, you're, you're double-teaming and you're leading to open shooters. All right, one or two times, I get it, but he kept doing it. So, I mean, time and time again, the three-point shot killed us tonight. Absolutely killed us tonight. And if you look at the bench, uh, 10 minutes for Gav, zero points. 10 minutes, we're back to this again. Like, this is, a, I mean, Gav should have eight. You know, the Clippers, I mean, who's your second team center? Because I know uh, Zubac Zubac starts. starts. Yeah, so the fact that we don't even know tells you. (laughs) Uh, Moses Brown is the. Okay, yeah, that's right. Moses Brown. The the backup big man. Yeah, and he's a seven-footer, and he's a defensive guy. But still, let him eat, man. You know, 10 Mm -hmm. minutes. You know, Gibson was a non-factor. Gill's a non-factor. Dotson, I, I, I felt like he showed a lot of energy. And I like I love him as a player, but three points. It's just the, the bench was a letdown. And then we're feeling it. We need Rui back. We need these guys back. We need to start getting some of these guys back because we're starting to feel the end of death. It's hurting us, man. It's hurting. You know, but on some positive note, you know, Goodwin, 17 points, 14, or not 14, hopefully, uh, four rebounds. So Goodwin, again, was very, very, I mean, he, you know, the dog in the well, night, you know, he played, he played well. So. But you know, overall, right. man. Uh-huh. Overall, just the bench was was a letdown, and you know we have to defend the perimeter shot. I, I just I don't get it, man. You know the perimeter shot again and again is killing us this season. Our record is what eleven and sixteen. We are twelfth in the East, bro. <laughs> it's starting. Mm-hmm. You got to learn from our mistakes, man. You know we are we're sliding, we're sliding. You know we got Brooklyn tomorrow night. We have a West Coast trip that is looking like it's going to be a make or break for this roster. So, you know, until we show up perimeter defense, this is going to be a reoccurring factor this season, unfortunately. Oh, 100%. Um, I guess we're going to get to the John Wall reunion and homecoming. We're talk about that and just a little bit more about the game. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Rocket Money. Cancel unnecessary subscriptions with Rocket Money today. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, it could, it could save you hundreds per year. That's rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Uh, the other day, I tried to cancel my Amazon Prime subscription, and it took me, I kid you not, four different tries. Like, how does it take three hours to deliver a silly Amazon purchase, but to cancel my subscription? I also have to cancel plans for the next several hours, but it's not just me. 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. That's why I love using Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. Are you wasting money on subscriptions? 80% of people have subscriptions they forgot about. Maybe for you, it's an unused Amazon Prime account or a Hulu account that never gets streamed. There's this great app I use that helps me track all of my expenses. And because of it, I no longer waste money on subscriptions I don't even use. You might've heard of it. It's called Rocket Money. Rocket Money, formerly known as Truebill. 
Get rid of useless subscriptions with Rocket Money now. Go to rocketmoney.com slash locked on. Seriously, we can save you hundreds per year. That's Rocket Money slash locked on. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So thank you guys for listening to Locked On Wizards, making it your first listen today. Now for your second listen, check out Locked On Sports today from the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports. Go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get podcasts. All right, so was there any other things that you wanted to bring up about the game? I know Porzingis and Kuz were hot to start off. Um, same thing with the Pacers game. It, it kind of was similar to that Pacers game where, where both guys start off really, really hot. Um, Kuz hitting seven threes, and at the end, they kind of just tailed off. Um, like I said, 84 to 75 in the third quarter. Um Porzingis taking a bad three at the end. Between wide open, like I said, Marcus Morris hits some really big threes. But of course, we'll we'll get to John Wall. I'll start on John Wall first. Um, yeah, he he got it going. He did look like vintage John Wall. He did the behind the back move, but he missed the layup. He did the crossover on Corey Kispert and he scored. Um, it looked like he just he wanted to keep going at Corey Kispert. He targeted Corey Kispert. I thought Corey Kispert did a better job in the second half. But um, yeah, John was getting downhill. He's getting to the basket. There was the one time where he yelled at the crowd. He was like, "This is my city. This is my city." Um, some expletives, and it, it was just nostalgic, very nostalgic. Um, I thought he looked good out there. Still struggled from the three-point line, 0 for 4 from the three-point line. Uh, just looking at the free throws, he shot 3 for 4, but he looked like the John of old. You know, I wanted to see him dunk on somebody, uh, but he didn't He didn't get a chance to do that. Um, but, yeah, like I said, he looked good. And then the, the uh, tribute that they did on the scoreboard, um, it looked like he was getting emotional and it meant a lot to him. You know, you saw the game seven, the game six against the Celtics where he hit the game winner. You see the behind the back and then put it behind his back and then he dunks on shoulder against the Hawks. Um, you see the Dougie when he first came out for his, for his first game at Capital um, One Arena or Verizon Center at that time. So it just brings you back, you know, John Wall being there since 2010, first week of the draft. You know, that team was awful. You know, Blatch, McGee, Nick Young, uh, Gilbert Arenas after the incident, just, you know, for him to take this roster and take this team and build it through him as a number one guy and get us to the playoffs, even though we never got past the second round, you know, broke his hand against the Hawks, a um, couple unfortunate injuries, you know, him making Gortat better, making Bradley Bill better, Ariza better, Otto Porter better. There's so many guys that John Wall made better. So what were your thoughts about John Wall's performance and the uh, tribute that he got? Man, it was good to see John Wall. It really was. You know, it was <laughs> – it was, he looks healthy. I'll tell you, he was driving the lane. It looked like the John Wall of old. You know, he was missing three point shots. So again, it looked like the John Wall of old. So, but you know, the energy. It just you know him almost you know him tearing up the video. Just to seeing the video with how much impact he had off the court. You know, just the memories. You know, I'm a, I'm a big John Wall fan. That's my number one guy. That's my favorite player, man. So you know, it was good to see him healthy and really playing well. I think you know the video. It it was. It was cool. You know, it's just like you said, he was tearing up. It's good memories. You know, just it, it was it was a good time. It really was. But you know, him saying this is my city, oh man, what do you say to that? Because and I mean in ways it still is. Look, 
he was hitting free throws and Wizards fans were cheering. <laughs> I'm just saying. I mean, real talk. You know, Wizards fans were cheering everything he did. He's still very, very popular here. You know, and there's, you can argue that right now Kuzma's more popular than Bill. Because I know that, you know, him and Bill talked in the beginning, you know, but, I mean, it goes back to how many people did this guy get paid? You know, you can say that Bradley Bill, in a certain degree, got paid because of John Wall years, man, because he just, he, you know, the list goes on of players that got paid. Otto Porter, you know, the list goes on. So I think overall it, it was cool. The, the video was cool. You know, him coming back, it was just, it was a good experience. Now, I know he made comments that kind of left the door open a little bit coming back. <laughs> now, I don't know, you know, if he's going to come back or, you know, stipulations, but, you know, it made a lot of fans happy because, it you know, it'd be nice to have him back. But, you know, the game, going back to the game a little bit, you know, John Wall, 13 points. I mean, Paul George, just three-point, man. That's the, I mean, that's the, you know, before we move on, the biggest thing about the Clippers game, man, is just perimeter-wise, we got humbled tonight, three-point line. I mean, they killed us on three-point line. They just, they destroyed us. And <laughs> we got to short it up. You know, we say this time and time again that the defense has to get better, man. You know, this West Coast trip ain't no joke. Like, this West Coast trip is going to make or break this team. You know, like we said, it's hot stove. You know, a lot of names are being put out there. You know, a lot of names are starting to come out there and emerge as far as being available. And, you know, we're going to talk about it a little bit about Kuz and his comments and, you know, certain things with KP or even Bill. But, you know, the defense has to get better because we are 11 and 16. We're in, in we're in 12. And we are in a spot where we have to start figuring out quick. Or before you know it, it ain't going to be too hard to get <laughs> Wimbayama, man. It's going to be – we're pretty much just earning that, for, you know, that number one overall. So – for us to have any chance of turning this thing around, we have got to step it up defensively. And that falls on West. Yeah, it does. Um, I, I just I don't want to see this team double team anymore. You know, if if you play zone, you have to play smart and you have to be able to rotate. And the Wizards just don't do that well. And they still don't get back on defense, too. They struggle with that. Um, I do want to give props to Jordan Goodwin. Um, he had a lot of steals in the game against the Clippers, and then once again, he's just he's just one of the few guys that that are really scrappy on this team, and that's willing to get on the floor and get dirty. Six steals, man, that's ridiculous. That's a lot of steals. That's just being a pest. That's just being pesky. Um, I I do want to see him play with Delon Wright. I'm really intrigued to see that when he comes back. But by the time Delon Wright gets back, you know what is our record going to be? Like you said, this West Coast road trip is going to be tough. Um, they got the Nets tomorrow night too. With you know Kyrie, Katie, you know Katie, he loves killing the Wizards. Um, so I would bet the over on Kevin Durant's points. Whenever he plays the Wizards, he probably goes up for you know 27, 30 points. Uh Goodwin has 17 points. He stepped up when Mont, you know, knowing that Monte wasn't gonna be there, wasn't gonna play. Well, Barton not available, um, Brad not available, Rui will uh, you know, just so many guys being out, he's he's really stepped up, and that was his first start. Um, so that was awesome to see on a positive note. Um, him, him having 17 points and six steals and Six assists as well. Um, Gill four points. I mean, he he was you know he he you know he made a layup in in, in transition. Like you said, gaffed and score. Um, but yeah, that that's it. That's it about the game. It's just time and time again we see them giving up three pointers towards the end of the game, not rotating, double teams, West rotations struggling, West struggling with rotations as well. But we did shoot well from the three point line, forty seven percent. So that's a positive note. We shot better from the free throw line, seventeen for nineteen. And that's something that we've been begging them to do, shoot better from the free throw line. We out-rebounded the Clippers, too. Like I said, if you look at the numbers, it's a game they, they should have won. But, you know, the Wizards, just they just don't execute down the stretch. And that's why they, you know, you are what your record says. You are 11-16. All right, so we're going to get to 
the news about Kuz um, before we get a quick word from Brandon. Yes, sir. Tonight's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNBA to post your job for free. Terms and conditions. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Day podcast. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on Odyssey app, YouTube, wherever you get your podcasts. So, like you said, there were comments made that a lot of execs believe that, one, he'll be gone by the deadline, and two, He's ready to be moved and go to a bigger mm-hmm. market and to a contending team. So, am I surprised? <laughs> nah. You know, we, we talked about it in the offseason. You know, with him in fashion and, you know, his history being in L.A. and, you know, you know, a few young ladies that, you know, Jenner's that he's been linked to in the past. You know, mm-hmm. he, he's got that big market mind frame. And then, you know. Well, yeah, he's, him, he's, dating, he's dating Winnie Harlow now. Oh, so <laughs> you already know. So <laughs> you know what I mean. So he's he's always had aspirations for a bigger market. So I get that. And with him playing the way he's playing, and the you know him evolving from a role guy to being, you know, really you know twenty to twenty five million dollar guy, you know he's going to command that in the off season. So am I surprised? Nah, not one bit. I'm a little. I'm not going to say I'm surprised, but I I kind of am because you know the hat that I'm wearing was designed by Kyle Kuzma. I got one of the hats. I know you got one of the hats from the game. Uh, last night against the Clippers, but um, I'm just pulling up the article right now too. This is from Eric Pincus. Um, I'm trying to see where you know who he works for. Like you know, is it a new? He works for Ble- he works for Bleacher Report and Sports Biz Class. He is a writer, so um, you know I just want to look how reliable the guy is. Um, he says an NBA source believes that Kyle Kuzma wants out of DC. So there's a, there's pros and cons to it. A positive thing is, you know, we were talking about this before we started recording is that it, it makes Ernie, I'm not Ernie. I'm sorry. I almost called Tommy Ernie. He's not too far off, but it makes Tommy Shepard make a decision. It makes, it makes, it makes him, it makes Tommy have no choice. And that's the thing. We don't want Tommy to wait too late and hang on to Kuz and then Kuz leaves and leaves for nothing. I actually appreciate if Kuz, if this is really true about Kuz, I'm happy that he actually lets the team know what he really wants instead of other players who kind of lead the team along. They string got they string the team along. They're not transparent about what they really want. Or kind of like, you know, what what Bill kind of did where he went into free agency. You know, does he want to stay? Does he want to go? He ends up staying. We all knew he wanted to stay, but he kind of left it in the air, kind of trying to make it feel like, oh, that he was going to leave, you know. Um, but in this case, Kuz is actually, you know, letting people know that he wants out. So I hope if it is true that he does go to Tommy Shepard and say, hey, you know, I, I just want to move on. I appreciate you guys trading for me from the Lakers. You guys gave me an opportunity to revive my career because in L.A., 
you know, he was a joke. A lot of people were making jokes about him because, you know, him and LeBron, you watch, you know, big media, national TV shows. When you don't play well next to LeBron, you know, like Chris Bosh, you know, they made fun of Chris Bosh because he wasn't playing well in Miami. Now Kuz is the scapegoat because the Lakers weren't winning games. They are making fun of him. So it, it's tough playing with LeBron. And now when Kuz tra- got traded to the Wizards, he was able to step up. He had more opportunities. Now he's dropping 35 easy. Like we both said, Kuz was playing well. And this was against Kawhi and Paul George. Kuz was balling last night, man. He was he 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 was dunking. He had the dunk in the first half. He had a couple threes. He was playing well. But all that aside, um, got to get value for him. If he really wants out, you got to get a first round pick. And the way he's playing now, I would be like, hey, this guy's dropping thirty five. He's rebounding. He's passing the ball. He's in threes. I'm gonna need more than a first round pick. I may need a first, and I may need a good player. I may need a first, a second, and a good player. I may need more than just a first. So. I think this is good. Uh, I want Kuz to keep balling, doing his thing, and I wish him the best um, to wherever he goes if he really does want out and if he really wants to leave. Um, I'm happy for him, and I, I think a team like the Suns could use him. I just don't know if the Suns have a good package in return. Like I said, like we both said, the Hawks, I think they have the best package of young guys and picks in return for us. Um, I wouldn't sleep on the Mavericks. Um, there's a couple of playoff teams that want Kuz. So, hey, you know, if we really want – this is what the article says, too. Um, it says Kuzma, however, is a flight risk and precisely the kind of player many rebuilding teams would covet in free agency. He could be a top five free agent this offseason at worst top 10. He wants out an NBA source said he's looking for over $20 million a season and is in a, is in, in a big market or with a contender. So the big market could be LA or who, you know, who knows? Um, Kuzma is believed to still be on the Sacramento Kings radar and the Kings are winning games. Now they're in the playoff race. Now they haven't been to playoffs in years after they missed out on him in 2021 when the Lakers, Traded him to Washington instead of Sacramento. The Kings can't trade a first until 2028 due to protect to, due to protections on their obligation to the Atlanta Hawks for Kevin Herter. But they could build a deal around Harrison Barnes with that distant pick and our prospects like Davion Mitchell. What were your thoughts about that quote there, too, from the article? Yeah, I can see the Kings. You know, the Kings, they're surprising people. You know, they look like they could be a playoff team. And they really trying to build something special. But overall, I think that the the groundwork for a rebuild is being built right now. You know, it all came out with, you know, Bill and his podcast with Gilbert Arenas, you know, that rubbed a lot of fans the wrong way. And it made management kind of say, Hmm, really? (laughs) I mean, I don't know why they're surprised, but you know, it is what it is, but you know, don't blow it up. I mean, I think it's really getting to that point. Blow it up. You got to get value for him. He's definitely worth a first round pick. You know, he, you got to get value for him. Now, if I'm the wizards, if I'm Tommy, I'm number one, I'm asking Bill where you want to go. You know, when he wants to go to LA, I'm dropping him off at Dallas. You know, ask him where he wants to go. Try to get at least a couple picks out of him. You know, try to get something for Bill. Maybe you know a good you know a good player back, but something. You know, move on for Bill. Let him dictate. Let's get rid of that headache. In my opinion, you know, with Kuz, get what you can for him. You know, KP. In my opinion, this is my humble opinion. If you find a good package, maybe a, a pick or a good player back, but maybe you build around KP. Maybe. And if you're in a position, you know, because look, we're sliding, man. <laughs> so if you're in tipping and blowing this up and rebuilding, you know, if you can get yourself in a position to maybe get a Wimbenyama, could you imagine him at the four and KP at the five? I'm just saying. That's a very agile front court. Just saying. I mean, at this point, you have to, you got to, you got to blow it up. You know, 9.9 out of 10 fans right now saying, blow it up. It's time to blow it up. You know, the, the time is time, man. You know, you have no draft picks that are worth a damn. You know, you have no pl- young players. You know what I mean? You have no young players that people are really sprinting to try to come get. You're at the end. This is it. You're at the end. You have no more assets to get. 
you have nothing else to give. You know, we we can continue to try to uh, even if you bring back Kuz and Rui, you have KP and Brad. And Brad is this necessarily a team that's going to challenge in the East? Not. It's not. It's not. And we have to quit pretending like Bradley Bills is going to emerge and be this all-world all-star. It's just not. It's not going to happen. You know, Kuz, he, you know, love him as a player. You know, love your time in D.C., but thank you for your service. It's time, time to send him packing. It's time to get assets. You know, if we can find a first-round pick, that is a blessing. And maybe get a good player back? Absolutely. But, you know, this, this management has to – they have to do it. They have to rebuild. It, it, the time we have nothing left to give, and I'm gonna throw a few other factors in. The, and if we indeed rebuild, West has to be gone in all season. That's it. Bring bring in another coach. Bring in a coach with experience. You know, I think somebody said Frank Vogel. That that's name. You know, bring in a coach with experience. Bring in somebody. You know, bring in a system and find the players to implement it. Look at the young guys. See who you want to keep. You want to keep Kispert? Cool. You know, see what you got with Denny. Cool. You know, Rui going to the contract year, probably move him. But uh, we got to get better in scouting. Bring in, uh, revamp the whole scouting department. You know, the fact that we go against the Clippers and we're surprised by them lighting us up in the perimeter shows that there's not enough scouting on these teams. You know, we should not have been surprised by the Clippers dropping that. Look, look, we both NBA fans. We know that Kennard can hoop. We know he can shoot the three. So we know you don't know. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, we had to revamp this franchise. We got to start it over, straight up. You know, the coach to the scouting department to the players. You know, it's going to be long. It's going to be hard. But that is a rebuild because it's, it's time. And I don't see anything else left to give. We, had, I mean, the picks aren't there. You know, out of the young guys, maybe Rui, somebody would deal for right now. But outside of that, you don't you don't hear a lot of suitors going after Denny. You don't hear a lot of people going after Kispert right now. And Johnny Davis, man, I mean, you're lucky to get a half smoke and a go-go tape for him, man. So, <laughs> so I mean – you know, we have no choice. We And I think that if you look at what's going on now, when you see Kuz's name starting to be rotated through the news, you know, you might hear a little bit about KP because with him being healthy and hooping the way he is, his value is going through the roof. Now you can look at KP and say, maybe this is a piece that we can build around. But then you're always going to have to worry about a long-term commitment to him just based on his, you know, his injury history. So it's, it's a hard pill to swallow, but it has to be done, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't disagree with anything you said. Um, I mean, I think it's, it's time to rebuild. And I, like I said, thank you for your service with Kuz. I think he um, did an admirable job Well, when Bill was out last year and he had some clutch shots for us. Um, you know, the 10-3 and three start, he was a big part of that. You know, we should get a trophy and a banner for that 10-3 and three start. You know, that's one of the few good things we've had in this franchise for the past couple of years. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, in all seriousness, he's a good player. But if you're not – if he doesn't want to be back and we don't – you, it doesn't look like we we can really afford him, and even if we do bring him back, you know, it's like where are we going? Because we're not even winning games with him, to be honest with you. We're eleven sixteen. Um, yeah, it's just it's time to move on. It, it really is, and I think it would be better for Kuz too. I think he can help it. I think he can help a championship. I really think he can help the Suns. Uh, I think he would be a good fit for them, but I, I just don't like the return we would get from the Suns. Um, so and Porzingis, like you said, there there was another article. I think when I want to say Eric Pinkett said that um, Porzingis is leaning towards staying right now and just taking the 36 million dollars if he opts in which would be smart for him i mean who would turn down 36 million dollars maybe another team may offer him more than that but honestly i don't see another team offering him more than 36 million that's just my guess um because of the injury and he, knock on wood he's really stayed healthy this year too which I'm, I'm really happy about i've been impressed with him um staying healthy as well knock on wood don't want to change that 
Uh, but yeah, it's time to blow it up. We're, we're going to read some of these comments, and I already see the comments um, saying that the comments <laughs> say that every time every time we do a show, Ben Tate says blow it up. Um, Chimp says get rid of the coach. He's not ready. Um, let's see here. Chimp says they need Rui back. Yeah, I, I do. I, I think they could definitely use Rui. The bench has really been hurting. Um, and he re- he really provides scoring off the bench. Um, before he got hurt, he was leading. He was it was him and Benedict Matherin had the most double digit games off the bench, and uh, Rue is a big part of that. You know, I know we talk about his defense. I thought he was doing better defensively and his rebounding. We want to see him do better, improve in those areas. But um, I thought he was doing that. And he you know he can shoot the three, he can shoot the mid range, he can score in the post, he can uh, finish above the rim. And him him and Kuz they play well together. They pass the ball well to each other. Rui finishes well when he gets passed from Kuz. So. I was impressed by what I saw from Rui um, before he got injured. Yeah, Rui is much needed, man, because his scoring spark off the bench, it shows. The bench is non-existent. I mean, seven points? <laughs> I mean, come on. You know, it, but really, if you look at Wes is keeping these guys in too long. You know, 10 minutes for Gav? Come on, man. I mean, let Gav eat. So, yeah, it's just it's, it's time, man. <laughs> it's just time. You know, it, it has to be a whole organizational thing, man. You know, if we really want to build this franchise to go forward, look, man, we haven't won a championship since when? It's been a minute. 1978. <laughs> 78. I wasn't even on this earth yet, man. Like, <laughs> it's come on. It's, it's time to blow it up. <laughs> what are we doing? Because really, you know, and I, I was talking to people about this. Look, if the goal is playing or first round exit, that's a loser mentality. Like, you, you want to build a franchise to be a championship franchise. You know, there are small, small, oh, excuse me, small market teams that can do it. Golden State is a small market. You know, if you look at it, it's a small market team. And how did they do it? They they drafted people. They were smart about it. They developed them. And then when it came to resign them, they could because they're homegrown guys. So you can go into the luxury. So if you're going to go into the luxury, yeah, you're going to go to the luxury with Curry, Thompson, and Draymond. I mean, that's easy, man. We don't have that type of talent. You know, Draymond, second-round pick. You know, this – where is our second round pick? I mean, it's is he? Uh, I I forget what league. Yannick Zosa, Yannick Zosa, Isaiah Todd was in the second round, so he was on the bench against the Clippers, but he didn't play. I thought that might have been a game where he could have got in because it was we barely had any players on the roster, um, but they still just don't think he's he's ready yet to play him. Yeah, it's just you know we got to quit doing this whole drafting the guy and let him sit overseas. No, you need to draft people, develop them, and you know the whole goal is to get them into either a being a starter or maybe an all-star or be a really solid role guy. But this, you know, we can't let people sit because the league is showing you how value second round picks are. You know, you gotta, you know, we're trying to find these diamonds in the rough being at the 10th to the 15th pick, you know, that that's on scouting. That's, you know, so uh, let's get to it. Uh, Drew said same pattern like last season started good, then dropped off. Mm-hmm. West isn't the coach to take us to the next level. Too many good players. To have this standing, I mean, we do have talent, but these last couple of years has been—it feels like we're trying to take a lot of spare parts and trying to coerce them into a team. You know, I think it was smart. You know, I don't know. I think we're to a certain degree looking at the former Lakers. We're feeling KCP right now. You know, if you look at KCP, he's having a solid season. We're missing his defense. We're missing his leadership a little bit, and, and he had a consistent three-point shot. So we're missing that a little bit. Um, so again, you know, we could sit here and talk about you know we need a point guard, we need this, but. No, we we have nothing else to give, man, to get a point guard. What would you give up? I mean, we can move a young guy here though, here or there, but really, if we go out and get a starting point guard right now, does it move the needle? 
doesn't move the needle. And even if we even challenge, even if we rebound and challenge, we're not winning the East. We're not going to go anywhere above an eighth to the sixth seed. So what's the point? Blow it up. So <laughs> that's where I'm at. Yeah, I, I totally understand. And I don't, I don't, I mean, I understand people are begging for a rebuild. Rebuild, we're not going to get it. You know, the Wizards will never, ever tank. Um, so that's, you know, that's Ted Leonson's way. That's what he wants. That's what he wants to, that's the way he wants it to be. Um, Chimp says, I feel players don't respect Wes Unsell, Unsell Jr. He's not a good coach. Rui Kuz and KP will be gone at the end of the season, so we might as well tank. Um, yeah, I, I think more of that is last year. I, I think I think more of that was last year where the, the respect thing. Excuse me. I think I think guys respect him more this year because they got guys that are willing to buy. Like you know, he bought his own guy. So Monte Morris is going to respect West because they have a great relationship. Um, same thing with Will Barton, Brad. You know, Brad's going to do whatever because you know he has the green light. So he's going to shoot whatever shot you know he, he he wants to take or do whatever he really wants because this is his team. This is his franchise. He he basically he probably has an ownership stake uh, ownership stake in the team as well. It might as well uh, with the no trade clause on the trade kicker and just the contract, but. Um, other guys that I would say that respect Wes, um, some of the shot selection, you know, buying into his defensive scheme and maybe they're not believing in his defense as well. Some of the double teams they call that he calls at the zone and just some of the decisions, the rotations, taking guys out when they get hot, you know, Rui, some, there's sometimes where he gets hot, he takes Rui out. There's times Porzingis, he doesn't put Porzingis back in the game when he's hot. So. Um, yeah, Wes, there's times where he does look like an assistant coach instead of a head coach. And like you said, just the emotion, just getting guys, galvanizing guys, just being a leader of men. I still think he's learning that and being able to connect with guys on an emotional level and to get the best out of guys, the best out of people. Some people aren't rah-rah guys. Not everybody's Tom Thibodeau. Not everybody is, you know, Pat Riley, you know, getting guys riled up. Not everybody that, has that kind of personality, but you do want to see some more emotion from your coach. And, um, you know, Wes is just more of a reserved, relaxed guy from what I've seen now. And some of the, the late game call, I haven't really seen a good play call from him really down the stretch. It's either a Bill isolation where Bill usually, unfortunately, turns the ball over or, or dribbles it off his leg. And we see a, a bad shot or a tough contested shot by Porzingis at the end or a tough uh, t- contested shot by Kuz. So inbound inbounds plays or struggling plays from for Wes, too. I could go on a long laundry list about Wes. I always bring up that Clippers game. I bring up the 42-point loss against the Nets. He's been disappointing so far. He really has. And the defense. The defense has been the most disappointing, too, because, like we both say, he was supposed to be a defensive-minded coach. And it looks like they regressed, honestly, um, from the year with Scott Brooks when they made the playoffs. And we talked about how bad Scott Brooks' defense was. So does Wes still have an opportunity to be a good coach in the league? Yes. It may not be here. Maybe he gets another opportunity. I'm not going to count him out yet, but maybe he gets another opportunity somewhere else. And he learns from things that didn't work here. May get another job somewhere else. Um, but we'll see. I don't want to talk. <laughs> I want to say, Wes, it's not going to work out, but it's just, it's just not looking too good. And he may not be the guy for the rebuild, like you said. Well, I'll say this, and I was thinking about this. I will say this. You know, he came in as a first-time head coach dealing with veterans. Mm-hmm. So maybe seeing how he deals with a rebuild, actually finding the guys to implement in his system could change that. Cause I, I you know, yeah, he's not very vocal and that, that frustrates me, you know, and he's just, you know, you want to see more emotion, but I think, you know, I'm willing to see how he does a year, maybe two in the rebuild because, you know, you come in as a guy who's never coached before. You don't have any reputation. 
you know, if you, look, Pat, like you said, if Pat Riley comes in and coaches your organization, he has a reputation. You know what to expect. You know, he's a first-time guy dealing with a bunch of veterans. You know, it, it's obviously very overwhelming for him because you got to deal with the egos. You know, he's so I would kind of, you know, if we're going to rebuild, I'd like to see at least a year with how he does coaching a rebuilding team and actually getting the guys and getting the pieces to, to really implement his system because it's tough to implement a defensive system when most of the players on your team can't play defense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, yeah, you know, it's on just, drafting too. Well, yeah, it's on drafting. Field, Tommy Shepard, all you know. Absolutely, Tommy has to step up because KP, great trade, but we look. Time is now, you know. Rebuild. You got to have some skill to rebuild as a GM. You know, <laughs> the, the game doesn't stop because you're rebuilding. You know, you got to be on your game. So, yeah, I totally agree, brother. Uh, let's see, real quick. Galad Zelzer said, "It's probably been the last one." Oh yes, sir. Goodwin is great in the starting lineup. Should replace Monte for sure. Absolutely. Him and Denny provides really great D in the starting unit, and that is the correct offensive defensive balance. I agree. I think that um, Goodwin looked good last night starting. I think he did well. Now, him and John kind of went back and forth, and you know, mm-hmm. you saw them kind of fighting with each other, and you like to see that. Right. You know, you saw, I'm impressed with Goodwin, man. You know, just the fact that you're going up in John Wall trying to – oh, man, come on. That dog in him, that's what we need. We need we need more players with dogs in them. So I absolutely agree with that. Yeah, Goodwin should be starting. I think when, when uh, DeLon comes back, and I think Monte may be a guy that you, you explore trade options for. I think both of the Nuggets guys you explore trade options for. I know December 15th which is a few days away is when guys are going to be, a lot of guys are eligible to be traded. Um, I think Monte, Will, Kuz, um, a lot of guys should be um, eligible, should be, we should explore trade options for and see what value we can get. And I think those guys are, are certainly a couple of those guys that should be on the list. Um, and Jordan Goodwin, we talked about Diamond on the Rough too. Um, he's one of the few hits that they have made. And he was undrafted out of, out of St. Louis, um, that's a good find. He played for the go-go too. So they're, they're, they're finding guys out of the go-go. They're using that program. I want to see Quentin Jackson play. If we do blow it up, seriously, I want to see Quentin Jackson play. I want to see a good one play more. Johnny Davis better be out there too. Isaiah Todd better play. That's what they really need. Is if by the After the trade deadline, that's what they need to focus on. What are we getting from Todd? Is he somebody that we need to um, play or, or what? What's going on with him and his development? And Quentin Jackson, I think he can come in and make an impact better than some of the guys that are, are playing right now. Absolutely. Look, we're going to end it there. Time to blow yeah. it up. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, I appreciate everybody showing up tonight, showing us love. Um, definitely on YouTube. We're close to 3,000 subscribers. So, definitely like, subscribe. Let's get to that 3K. And check out me and my dude, the real Ed Oliver, on Instagram and Twitter. Game days. We talk about the game. We're shooting it. So, definitely check us out. And everybody have a good Sunday. Yes, sir. We're going to wrap it up here. Yes, sir. Peace. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. 